Welcome to the Hot Topics podcast, the place where the global thinkers, innovators, and disruptors share their thought leadership. We'll delve into the world of tech entrepreneurs, investors, and corporate executives in a series of interviews to ensure you're up to date with the fast-moving tech ecosystem. This is the business of innovation. In episode two, Tom Litton Dickey of Hot Topics sits down with Sarah Speak, ex-strategic marketing director of Google and current CMO at one of the world's largest out-of-home advertising businesses, Clear Channel. With 20 years' experience in the technology media sector, Sarah was a no-brainer to be featured on the Hot Topics CMO 100 list. In an interview at Clear Channel's London office, Speak discusses how technology has contributed to the significant power shift in marketing. In the 21st century, the role of a CMO has expanded dramatically. It reflects a deeper understanding by businesses of the connection between growth and customer satisfaction and how marketing is instrumental to that process. As a consequence, it's no surprise that an increasing number of marketers are taking their seats on the board of some of the biggest companies. We are here live at Clear Channel's offices with the company's CMO, Sarah Speak. Sarah, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. So I think you've been in the role for just over three months. That's right, yes. What was it that attracted you to the business in the first place? Um, I think the, the current state of where the out-of-home industry is at is almost like accumulation of my career so far. So I started um, in sales and marketing over 20 years ago yeah. for a tech organisation, tech media owner. And I think that fueled or started fueling my interest in technology and marketing. So I've always been very, very fascinated in what drives people to get really, really engaged with different brands or products and services. And so throughout my career so far, I've worked very, very much always in B2B media, which this is, um, across a combination of classic print media, worked at Google for seven years, so very, very much involved in search, YouTube, social, mobile. Uh, Also worked at ITV, which was my role immediately prior to this one. And I think what out of home enables is a sort of collective of all the USPs that all those media bring. And where Clear Channel is at now as an organization specifically, investing very, very heavily in technology, in mobile, and a whole host of other um, initiatives, it's a brilliant time for me to have joined. So what was it that you've, you've taken from your, your time at both Google and ITV, obviously two very different organizations, mm-hmm. yep. and now bringing into Clear Channel? So Google was mad, fun, crazy, Um, and I think that not only did it continue to fuel my love of technology and mobile in particular, um, it also taught me a number of things that I brought to this role and to the role at ITV, so definitely to be less risk-averse. There's a real ethos at Google around failing. People are actively encouraged to fail as long as they fail fast and learn from it. So that's definitely something I've brought here. Um, and I think that, you know, as I said, where, where we're at now as an organization is actually enables both advertisers and consumers to deliver arguably exactly what we were delivering at Google and definitely what we were delivering in terms of mm. broadcast reach in mm. my time at uh, ITV. And I mean, there's tons of discussion around the shifting and changing role of, of a CMO. Yep. As one yourself. How do you define it? So I think I'm really, really delighted now that an increasing number of UK and other CMOs are actually on boards. 
And um, as a board member of the Marketing Society, one of the topics that we've discussed for a number of years now across the Marketing Society is really, really trying to encourage organisations to have the CMO on a board. Because ultimately, any solid CMO should be the voice of the customer, should intrinsically be involved in employee engagement. So I think externally delivering on and being responsible for the end-to-end customer experience um, and equally internally ensuring that everybody on the employee side is very, very au fait with what their role is in the overall business vision um, and can be an excellent brand ambassador. So in my role here specifically, I'm delighted that I have responsibility across research and insights, of course, Um, equally design and photography, Marcoms, PR and internal comms, Uh, data and product Mm. and I think only when those different responsibilities fall fall under the CMO can any organisation truly align what they're trying to achieve across marketing and indeed the wider business actually. So do you think actually it's a broadening of the role which has been the biggest shift perhaps for a CMO? Yeah I think so but also um, a level of kudos uh, internally Mm. if the CMO is at board level and I feel very very lucky here at Clear Channel that I'm absolutely joined at the hip with and very much supported by um, my peers on the board, which is fantastic. Cool. And and how have you embraced digital and technology at the heart of your marketing strategy? Okay. So um, as a business, as one would expect, our product portfolio is changing as consumers change and are more mobile, are more digitally and tech savvy. Um, So our two core brands are... Um, Adshell, which is our bus shelter advertising, and Storm. Storm is our premium, high-end, iconic digital advertising. And Storm is a purely digital brand, um, so technology is absolutely at the heart of the Storm proposition and is very much about enabling fame on demand for customers. I think what's exciting um, about Storm brand is our ability to deliver real-time creative um, and in fact, one of, the, one of the campaigns prior to my joining that I'm proudest of, um, that Clear Channel were very, very much involved in, is a BA campaign mm. that was highly interactive and driven, by, driven um, entirely by real-time flight information. So that's the Storm brand. And then with the Adshell brand, we are rolling out um, Adshell Live, which is our digital bus shelter advertising proposition. So by year-end, aim to have 600 digital bus shelter advertising sites across the UK. So it's absolutely at the heart of what we do. That said, um, you know, our our sort of core poster paper proposition very, very much remains um, our focal bread and butter business. And I think in a way it would be naive of us to assume that all consumers, in spite of UK smartphone penetration, are au fait enough with technology to understand what an NFC chip at a bus shelter may or may not be able to do, for example. So there's a real mixture of the two, but we're investing very, very heavily in future-proofing our business on the technology side. Sure. And uh, do you think there's perhaps a perception within media buyers and the industry more more broadly that um, outdoor advertising is um, unmeasurable, perhaps, compared to some of its digital counterparts? Yeah, I think so. So um, one of the things that has amazed me since joining is we commissioned a piece of research called Look Again. Yeah. Um, and we carried that out in January and February this year. 
And we were basically interrogating the degree to which two different communities of marketing directors invest in and understand out of home and what it can deliver. So one of, as one would expect, there was a fundamental difference between the marketing director community who already invest in out of home versus the marketing director community who don't currently invest in out of home. One would expect that, so a good, good sense check almost. Um, what amazed me, though, was the degree to which even marketing directors who already invest in out of home don't actually understand it. And so I think we as an industry have a massive education job to do yeah. in that uh, the main sort of areas that they stipulated in terms of interesting media um, were those that are environmentally responsible, which we are, uh, those that could deliver NFC and mobile and facial recognition technologies, which we do, um, and those that deliver, deliver a level of measurability, which we can. So... I think whilst we need to get better at delivering on a consistent mm. measurement currency as a medium sector, mm. so I would say exactly the same of any of our other friends in the out-of-home industry, um, inevitably, at the outset of any campaign or any partnership, we agree with the advertiser in question exactly what and how they wish to measure success KPIs. Um, as an industry, we have a... Um, behavioural measurement tool that we invest in called Root, which looks very, very closely at commuter behaviour, for example. So one of the things that I'm doing at the moment is conducting a pilot that, in essence, overlays that Root commuter data with mobile handset data so that we can start measuring much, much more accurately the impact on a sort of hyper-geo, locally targeted basis of campaigns um, and overlaying that with, with actual commuter consumer behaviour. So it's really, really yeah. interesting. And I think, yeah. as I say, I think we have an opportunity as a medium sector to get better at driving a more consistent measurement currency. And so is that part of the education process or, or how do you tackle the fact that... Ab absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the, the gap in knowledge um, that, that was quite stark... Uh, in this Look Again research that we conducted, mm. really showed that whilst some advertisers who already invest in out-of-home um, get it, understand what it does, I think because out-of-home as a medium has been around for decades, there's a dangerous level of supposed familiarity with it and therefore yeah. what it delivers on. And actually, unless advertisers have already invested in a lot of the new, more digitally-driven um, partnerships that we enable, there is definitely a, a lack of knowledge there. And we, we have to take res responsibility mm. for that. So, so I would say that's, that's the case of larger advertisers. Um, I also think we have an opportunity to work much, much more closely with SMEs. So I'm recruiting at the moment, for example, for an SME marketing manager because I think, again, there's a, a lack of understanding in small and medium enterprises as to what out-of-home advertising could potentially do. And inevitably, whilst, of course, we deliver amazing national campaigns, equally, we can deliver very, very local campaigns for smaller organisations to really, really help them drive additional customers. So in your, from your point of view, what makes it a great out-of-home campaign? Creative. Brilliant creative. So as with any medium, um, 
you know, everybody talks about brilliant creative. I think it's particularly critical in out-of-home advertising because of the sheer size and scale of some of the sites that we have available. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Duff Creative never engages any consumer. And I think, the, you know, the most engaging campaigns are those where consumers are immediately provoked or informed or entertained. Um, and equally, where the campaign in question really tackles a difficult consumer problem. So, for example, um, one of the many campaigns we're really, really proud of is a campaign that we worked on with Cancer Research UK. And the consumer insight and the challenge that they, as with many other charitable organisations, were facing and still are, is the fact that actually shaking buckets, shaking collection buckets in the streets doesn't really work as successfully as it has historically. Yep. So given that insight, we worked really, really closely with the guys at Cancer Research UK and in essence built out a bespoke shop window in some hand-picked um, high street cancer research stores um, that enabled consumers to tap on the window that we turned into a contactless payment point. So I think increasingly campaigns like that where we're starting with a core insight or a core yeah. challenge or opportunity for the, for the advertiser brand in question, but really, really working together in building out something bespoke that's different and has never been done before, that's when it gets really exciting. Um, another really fun example of that is a campaign that we ran last year with Walker's Crisps. And we hooked them up with them to build bespoke um, vending machines built into our ad shell, bus shelter advertising brand. And in essence, um, consumers had to tweet on Gary Lineker's instructions. And it looked as if Gary Lineker were actually sat speaking one-to-one -one with consumers from within the bus shelter. Um, and the Tweet to Eat campaign, as it was called, enabled, enabled consumers to receive a packet of crisps from the bus shelter, which we turned into a Tweet-activated vending machine. So I think increasingly fun campaigns with engaging creative um, that tackle a problem or an insight at one end of the scale make a brilliant campaign. And then at the most basic level, with classic out-of-home advertising, just really, really compelling creative. So I guess with the, with the cancer research campaign, the ROI was directly measurable. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but in, in cases where it's less so, yeah. how do you help clients measure that? Um, inevitably, as with any marketing initiative, any yeah. campaign, an advertiser can have a fundamentally different aspiration as to what appropriate KPIs may or may not be. Yeah. Um, so we work really, really closely with them on... Is it about brand uplift? Is it about driving searches to your website? Is it about trying to drive in-store traffic? So inevitably, what we, what we always um, ensure we are doing is setting out very, very clear KPIs at the beginning of any campaign to ensure that whatever measurement metric um, the advertiser is keen to use, we are delivering on. Yeah. Um, and increasingly, you know, we have umpteen case studies that prove out-of-home driving search or out-of-home driving in-store visits or the relationship and complement of out-of-home with other media, for example. So 
It depends very, very much on what the KPIs and aspirations of any campaign or marketing initiative are. But yeah, we absolutely set those out in stone up front. Cool. And aside from your, your core role, I know you're an accredited coach and, yes. and mentor. Yes. So uh, mentorship is becoming increasingly important in mm -hmm. European tech ecosystems. Yeah. So how much of an uh, emphasis does Clear Channel place on, on mentoring and training? Huge amounts, huge amounts. Um, I know every organisation claims to put people at the heart of everything they do. Yeah. We really, really, really believe that here. And in fact, during the interview process, I was very struck by the degree to which people come first. Um, a lot of organisations claim that, but we absolutely live and die by that on a daily basis. So um, mentoring and coaching, we're starting to build out on a more formal basis. Yeah. Um, I personally am involved in the Marketing Academy, so I'm a, a mentor for the Marketing Academy equally. Uh, for a no number of years now, I've been a mentor for the Sheree Blair Foundation. So I mentor a young tech entrepreneur in Egypt, a young lady. Uh, so I would argue I probably learn as much from her as she does <laughs> from me. Um, but no, as, a, as an organisation, we absolutely invest in our people, whether it's mentoring, coaching, and there's a fundamental difference between the two, or indeed in ongoing training and development. So at the moment, for example, given the changes in technology, we have a huge digital training programme that we're rolling out online for employees. Um, is that outsourced? Or? It is outsourced in that instance, actually. Yeah. Uh, so we've worked with a provider to build out appropriate and for us relevant modules to ensure that um, all our staff are very, very much au fait mm. with not only the technology but also the language. Um, and I think that, you know, as technologies and trading models change, we have a duty to ensure that everybody's appropriately equipped to understand what the next new acronym may or may not mean um, and how it impacts them and their roles. And from a wider business perspective, mm -hmm. I know that the lifespan of, of corporates and larger companies is becoming increasingly short yep. as tech disruption becomes more widespread. Mm -hmm. How does Clear Channel stay relevant, stay connected to innovation? So, um, a couple of things. One is I would refer back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of changing our product portfolio and our yep. advertising sites to ensure that they are appropriately equipped on the tech and digital side to keep up with the changing consumer trends. Um, so that's one area. And then the other area is ensuring that we're constantly on the lookout for new innovations. So last week, for example, I met up with an organization who builds smart outdoor furniture. Um, and I don't mean chairs and tables necessarily, but they um, build eco-friendly bespoke benches that also happen to double up as mobile charging stations and Wi-Fi points. So we're always on the lookout for new technologies, and particularly those that come from startups, um, because I think you know they're fun, they're innovative, and there's always an opportunity to work on moulding different products and technologies to ensure that they're fit for our business. Cool. Well, Sarah, thank you very much. You're very welcome. You've been listening to the Hot Topics podcast. For more content, including live events and videos, visit hottopics.ht.